Welcome to Beyond the Pen, the podcast that delves into the untold stories of emerging authors and the literary world. I'm your host, Maccabee Griffin, and each week I'll be shining a spotlight on talented yet undiscovered authors, giving them a platform to share their incredible stories and unique journeys that brought them to the world of writing. In each episode, we'll deep dive into the story behind the story, exploring the inspirations, challenges, and triumphs that have shaped our guests' literary careers, and have some fun along the way. From the initial spark of an idea to the journey of crafting and publishing their books, we'll uncover the secrets that make their stories truly special. But that's not all. Once a month, we'll be joined by an expert from the publishing world who will share invaluable insights and advice for aspiring writers, answering your burning questions, and demystifying the path to success in the literary industry. At Beyond the Pen, my mission is simple, to entertain, educate, and encourage the next generation of great storytellers. So whether you're a writer, an avid reader, or simply someone with a passion for storytelling, Join us as we venture beyond the pen and celebrate the power of the written word. <laughs> Hello, everybody. We are back. We are here. We are live. Welcome to Beyond the Pen, the show that helps you as an author to understand what's going on in the publishing world we give you tips and tricks we give you points of encouragement and of course we help you unleash your creativity my name is maccabee griffin and this lovely lovely lady near to me is miss i am chelsea or cr rice if you follow my author stuff uh today we have some fun stuff max so we are going to be covering the worldwide marketing platform so we're going to be figuring <laughs> the, struggle. the struggle. I will share all of the mistakes I have made so that you don't have to make them. So we're going to talk about going through your author brand and figuring out the platforms that work the best for you. Mm. We're going to do accurate marketing. Very important, guys. Literally accurate. It's good. Um, and then we're going to go into how those campaigns show you who your true audience is and how to utilize that. Oh, that's awesome. So, but first we are going to uh, talk about the, <laughs> the author brand platform. Is that correct? Is that what you want uh, to talk about? Yes. Okay. Yes. My fun little abbreviation that none of us knew what it was. Yes. The ABPs. Uh, Instead, yes. here, the ABP. It, we are giving you the ABCs to your ABPs. Oh, look <laughs> at you, Mac. You are on it today. It was there. I had to go after it. No. I gotta say, I didn't even get there. Yeah, but yeah, I like it. There you ABC, go. The ABCs of ABP. There you go. So first off, we want to say thank you to Frank for being a great editor because he is doing this out of the bottom of his heart to help us to make this a thing, to make this an empire and to, you know, just make it make us sound and look better than we actually are some days. <laughs> And the shenanigans that he has to deal with to like oh take gosh. out for us because we go so off the rails or whatever it is. Like he's a rock star, guys. I swear he'll we'll have to have him on one day. We will. I, I think the next one we should have him on in term next week. We need to just bring him on. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to do a later recording because he works during the day. So, or we'll do it over the weekend. We could, 
Yeah, we we'll have to do something. I'll be traveling. I am going to Texas this week. <sighs> That's right. When do you leave? I know. I leave tomorrow. Oh, okay. So we're definitely yeah, going to have to do driving. It. Yeah. Oh, that's going to be so fun. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm the best car compatriot because I sleep. I'm like a child. Like I get in the car and within an hour, I'm like, honey, I'm going to stay awake. I'm going to be your car buddy. We're going to have fun. We're going to do road trip. And he's like, okay, honey, hour later, like I'm out. <sighs> it's just, I don't know why I am the word. Like I'm literally an overgrown child. Like Aren't I, we I all? can't do it. Aren't we all actually yeah. just overgrown children? I made a shirt one day and I think it was like the fact that I'm adult is ridiculous because like, and it goes through because there is no reason like looking back as a kid, when you're like, Oh my God, these adults have all their stuff together. Oh yeah. I'm always like, were they, did they do the same dumb stuff that I do? Because like, I don't even know how I'm alive at this point. Yeah, I know. I, I think the the best way to put it is those who did dumb stuff when they were little and survived are the adults today. And those who didn't, well, we have great stories for about them. Speaking of which of stories. It's just, yeah, <laughs> let's get back on track. Let's try to get so, to the ABCs here of the APD, ABPs. Yes. So your ABP. Fun little acronym that we came up with. Well, I accidentally came up with uh, your author brand platform. So this is the who are you? When somebody looks at your logo or looks at your page, how you represent yourself. Obviously, we discussed this in past episodes. Your author brand is super, super important. So make sure you go back and listen to those episodes. Uh, we give you some great tips and tricks on that, too. But one of the big things that you have to do is if you are doing a young adult series if you are writing something similar to mine you want to you got to walk that line right so when i am creating a a campaign for whether it's for myself as an author to get exposure as an author or i'm creating a campaign for my book you have to make sure that it all works together so i do dark metaphysical fantasy i'm not going to go and throw it on a bunch of romance sites I'm not going to go and advertise myself in a elementary school. I'm not going to go and, guys, it could go on forever. Like you wanna stick with your stuff, but this is the weird thing. And this is what I think everybody needs to understand. I can take my books and I can sell them at a romance convention. That's true. It, now conventions are different, but I can also take them and sell them at a horror con. I can sell them you know what I, horror. <laughs> well, romance, horror, uh, horror, you, you know. know. <laughs> but it's all part of that plan. I, it's the worst word ever. Like, I feel like I never said horror. Like, you want to be like horror. Like, you want to enunciate. You, yeah, you have to because we're, then that basically says that you can go to the uh, adult themed uh, conventions as well right. and start dropping stuff I we were, when we were in Raleigh, uh, we went up and there was an author. She came over and I was like, oh, so you're you're a horror writer. And she's like, yeah, but it's under a different pen name. And I was like, what? And she's like, this is this is like my my thriller horror series. And I was like, no, I that's what I was saying. Like, I was saying you're a horror author. And she goes, oh, I thought you said you're a horror author. The and horror I was author. Like, Why would I say that? What you like? 
first of all, why would you not just be like, excuse me, ma'am? What did you just call me? Why did you just go? Yeah, dude, but it's under a different pen name. No, like, I was like, what the hell? But yes, hate that word. I can never, I don't know if it's just the way the word is or I say it funny, but everybody always assume I'm calling somebody a whore. Isn't like, every, isn't every author an actual whore? in some way shape or form you're always trying oh, to sell yourself is. to everybody and everything yep you're always trying to push your products onto everybody and everything uh exactly so wherever you can exactly you're just like hey <laughs> we'll, we'll... <laughs> yeah i mean it, that's it, gonna it, be yeah. an asmr right there <laughs> oh yeah absolutely we're gonna have to put a little fun thing on here oh um not but... that fun thing not that fun thing no <laughs> See, this is why that's the only this is why Frank is going to be face palming, guys. This is the struggle. Um, <laughs> that's that's the only fans it, paid for other people, you know. <laughs> exactly, our top secret. Um, but it's it's one of the, but that's exactly what you need to do with your author brand. Yeah, you want to you make yourself as appealing as possible without lying. There you go. Now there it is. I had encountered some authors that their book is everything, everything. Or they say that it is because they want to sell their book. Mm -hmm. I can tell you the response, sure, you're going to get that sale. Like we've said in the past, you're going to get that initial sale. But what's going to end up happening is you are going to get slammed on reviews. Mm -hmm. You are going to lose countless potential readers. Yep. A sale today is not worth your reputation tomorrow. Ooh, I so like think that. about it that way. Yeah. I know, right? There you go. See? Um, Thinking on the fly. But so, I know. We're doing so good today, guys. Um, but it's definitely be be completely honest with yourself. It's the same thing where you as a narrator, if the, they were like, hey, can you do animal noises? And you're like, yep. And it's like, can you do a good female voice? It's like, yep. Can you do this? And they hire you. And then you get in there and you can't do that. You're just you're destroying your entire reputation. That's true. And the reputation of your your work and your integrity. And you're no longer a trustworthy person. Nope. So it's very important that when you are making your author brand and you are marketing yourself, you are being true to what your book actually is. Don't just sell it to sell it. You got to make sure that you're doing right by the hard work that you put in. Absolutely. That is absolutely correct. Um, one of the things I would definitely say is when it comes to, you know, we're always going to go back to this whole thing about your book is your brand. Be, mm -hmm. be your be. Be your book. <laughs> BY BYB. There it is. Be your book. <laughs> That's a new one. Man, we're just doing all kinds of them today. I know. We should start writing these down. Uh, we, why? We're recording it, so we don't have to write it down. Ah, touche. And our producer all is right, actually doing right. it, so he can always just start writing all these down and everything for us. Merch, merch plans right there. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so I would definitely say yes. Exactly what she's saying is definitely one of the biggest things that you need to understand as a storyteller, even as an actor, which when you're talking to a voice actor who's going to be a narrator for you, there's a lot of things that we have to comply with. And like, you, like she said, if it wasn't the fact that, you know, if I couldn't do voices, then I'm not going to say I'm going to do voices, you know. I can do I can do various voices for different characters. Yes, I can do it. However, do I like doing it? No, because it gets confusing for me as the as the author or as the narrator, excuse me. But also because of the fact that it pushes more time into the 
project, which also means that I need to charge you as the author more money because you know there's there's different ways that you can do it and we can go on to this as a uh for audiobooks another time um one of the things that i always say is know your story inside and out because when you know where where you're going with it you're going to stay with that voice now we were talking about it earlier prior to recording our voices change depending on what life brings us or we give to life itself. So your narration's voice may change. Your author voice may change slightly. Right. It's the same thing with your, with your brand. Your brand is going to change over time. Aspects of it. Right. But at the core, it should still be the same thing. Now, if you have multiple pen names, it's completely different. Yeah. But as C.R. Rice, mm -hmm. I, I have a particular, you know, I go to all these things now, so people know me, which is weird. I know, it's but great, isn't it? it? It's it, it's very, everybody always, I always have the sarcastic shirts on. So they're always just like, oh, and like, I, I, I'm i always at the pop-up bookshop, or mm. I'm wandering around, and the people are like, oh my god, I totally, yes, this makes sense, this is totally what I get. <laughs> because I... My character, Avery, is, is in the realm. She literally dresses how I dress. Like, it's the converse, it's the jeans, and a graphic mm. tee. Like, and that's why I put that in there, because I can sell that brand. Yeah. It's what I wear all the time. So it's easy to do that, mm. and it makes it better, which comes to our accurate marketing. Yes. If you're going through, and I have a young adult series, I'm not going to go and be like, oh, yeah, an eight-year-old could definitely read this. An eight-year-old should not read my book. No, not in close. It is, it is, you know, it would be great. Sure. I mean, I remember being eight years old and reading way above my reading level, mm -hmm. but it doesn't just come to your reading level. It comes to your mental state. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to have an eight-year-old read about people getting dismembered by a haunting shadow army that is full of disfigured creatures. That's going to give them a nightmare. Or it potentially may. Army of Darkness, got it. Right. Exactly. Army of Shadow. Um, but sure? it's it's <laughs> but it's it's one of those things where you want to make sure that you're you're do same thing. You're making an accurate display of what you're doing. So I am not gonna market my books to an elementary school. I am also not going to market my book just because I can sell it at a romance convention doesn't mean I'm going to set, like advertise it to a romance community. So those are your different types. So I'm not going to go, there's a couple of different websites that all they do is romance. That's all they do. All of the indie authors can go there. You can do ads, you can do newsletter swaps, all of that stuff. I am not going to put myself in there. I am literally setting myself up for failure if I do something like that. What I can do is I can go to the thriller, mystery, horrors section and do it through there. So you want to realistically look at your book. Don't look at how many people are going to see by going. So let's say on the romance site, there's a hundred people that I could show it. On the the mystery, there's only 50. Okay, well, 50 more people are going to see it on the romance site, but maybe two of those people will actually grab it. On the mystery site, Easily half of those people are going to look at my book. 
So that's why you want to go. It's not about who is seeing it. It's who's actually going to go for what you are trying to sell. Exposure doesn't mean anything if nobody cares. Exactly. And that's why we're giving you these ideas of where to put it up. That's why we're saying it's the ABCs to your ABPs. Because (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm just liking that. It's so catchy. I'm telling you. Exactly. Exactly. No one take that. That is is trademarked here on BPT. (laughs) BTP. BTP. Yes. Beyond the okay. all of that's craziness. I know yeah. a lot, a lot of acronyms. I know we we like to make them up. Anyway, yeah. What is up with us in letters today? I don't know. Like we're just like, I I I guess it's just a Friday thing, you know. But what I'm saying is this: with like she's saying, understanding what platform you're putting it on, it means that you have to understand your voice. And there's going to be trends coming back, all types. You know, the '80s are coming back. So there's a lot of retro stuff. I know the 80s will never die out. That's why I'm loving I mean, I was born in the 90s. So like, I'm super excited for the 80s because like my mom was still very heavily invested in the 80s when I was a kid. Yeah. And then when the 2000s hit is when she moved into her 90s phase. Mm-hmm. So like, I know. I mean, so excited. It's, it's going to be But fun. it's so ironic because I do not like bright colors. Which is hilarious because there's so many bright colors now. There's so many things out there right It's now. everywhere. Like, this is the brightest color shirt I have. And this is like a burnt orange. Like I was, I was not... getting the Velma feel today just with longer hair. I know, which is really weird. It wasn't intentional, but there was this coffee situation and it went into my shirt okay, and well, it was just that's that's only fans only fans for her uh <laughs> if guys if you're going to only fans to see people like spill coffee on themselves go to a therapist <laughs> pay us first and then go to the therapist and yeah. pay them too yeah. but no absolutely <laughs> It's going to be a weird thing. I swear this is going to go so far. <laughs> Our show is getting out of hand. It is. Well, it's always been like that. It doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Anybody who's actually listening to us or watching us knows exactly where it's going to go. It's always going to be like that. Yeah. Anyways, but what we're saying is this. When you understand the platforms that you're putting on, when you know your voice, you know where to put them. You know where your market's at, which also leads into the idea of, are there certain platforms that are work better for others than it does for, yeah. you know, vice versa. But there are mm-hmm. also those that work for everybody. One of those that mm-hmm. I was asking her about, because I had never heard of it either, uh, was a book, bub. was it book, book, bub? book, bub. yeah, book, book. Mm-hmm. I was thinking book talk too. I was like, Oh sweet. No, that's a whole different ball game right there. <sighs> <laughs> I, I will tell you that is one thing uh, good about having a, a husband in cybersecurity. Not allowed to happen. And so, like when they come to me and they're just like, "Hey, the publishers, just like everybody needs to get on Book Talk," and I'm like, "Nope, oh man, I can't because I want to so bad, but I can't." Yeah, you know, like yeah. you really got to be like, "Oh, you got to put up a stink about it." Yeah, yeah, even like, the- oh. oh no. <laughs> Oh no. Oh sorry. Yeah. Uh but let's talk about Bookbub because mm-hmm. it's went through some evolutions through the time it's been around. You said it's been around for about like what, five years? Give or oh take? no, it's been around for uh early two thousands, I think. Okay. But over the last five years it has dramatically changed. Which is 
what we are saying is, is that there are a lot of platforms specific to authors and it's something that you need to research yourself to figure out which ones are going to work best for you. That's why we're not giving you all of them. We're just giving you like an example of BookBub. BookBub is something that a lot of people can go on. If you're an indie author, which most of our authors that listen to us are, are you going to get the best uh, exposure to it? Probably not because of the top five having their hand in it again. But again, as a business owner, you got to go where the money's going. So I understand why they're doing it to get more exposure, but it's also degrading the uh, the pool of indie authors there too. It's not giving them as much exposure. So for those who don't know what BookBub is, Chelsea, why don't you explain what BookBub is? So BookBub is another reading platform that is very similar to Scribe, which is my personal favorite. Um, so it allows people, any author can go in and you can submit to have your book put onto BookBub, which it typically, if you were published through Ingram, Ingram Spark, um, ADP, um, which is um, Amazon District Direct Publishing, um, Barnes and Noble, any of them, it's very, as long as you have an actual, it is in print, in ebook, you can get added into BookBub. If you are an author, you also need to go on and claim your author profile. So if you have Mac, let's say you are, you've published your book, yay. It may be on there and you may not know it. So what you should do, go onto BookBub, look it up, claim your author profile. It makes your books come across more verified um, and that like it's yay. But what BookBub originally started doing was it was one of the first platforms for indie authors to get their books out, which was wonderful. It sends emails. You can do, you know, these ads where it's like, hey, for one month, I am selling my book for 99 cents. And they sound it out to everybody. And you're listed. You can run campaigns. You can do ads all on their website. I think they have something like 4 million subscribers. It's insane. It's, it was really great. Then the big five got into it and have started to dominate the ad market so it's getting a little bit tricky but bookbub did make a stand and say that they are trying to give it back to the indie authors um but so this leads us into our our understanding your audience right so let's say you go onto bookbub and you want to place an ad i'm not gonna lie placing ads I have done it for the last two years. It is very tricky to figure out. So this is the trick that I found. This is Chelsea's trick of the day. Start broad. This is why. When you go and my favorite place to test ads out on is actually Facebook. Because they give you, Meta Business gives you the most detail with every single ad you do. They give you ideas on how to optimize your ad and all, they do everything for you. So if you're going to try it, I suggest you start with Facebook. But so you go in, let's say I have a book coming out. It's called A Love Loss. If you, I'm going to place an ad for this book. I put in all of my information and you want to start broad, or at least I do. And then I run it for one week. Cost you like 30 bucks. Not that bad. So I go in at the end of that one week, it's going to tell me the best places that I have done. So whether my age range is 15 year olds, 50 year olds, 20, whatever it is, the states, the the sex of the people that like it, which weird enough, 65 year old men are a huge fan of Radnar's tragic love story. It's adorable. But 
it goes through and it'll break down everything. Like, hey, people um, are responding to your ebook. This many people have looked into buying your paperback. So then you can figure out with all of that information, you can go and your next one, you can say, okay, and it even gives you states, Mac. Like it'll tell you the states that people like your, your books in, which is why I'm super excited to go to Texas because for some reason, Texas likes shells. So that's simple. I can tell you exactly the reason why. Okay. Two reasons. Is it because I write terrible things. Okay. Three things. Uh, <laughs> one, you're a short redhead. That's nerdy as can be. Mm. That's one. <laughs> Two, you speak. I will have you know, I am average height. I am 5'4", sir. In what realm is 5'4", average height? I think that's the average height for a woman. I'm going to look it up. Uh, anyways, the, <laughs> the second reason is that you speak your voice very distinctly and very loudly, mind you. What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> that means you're outspoken, which is something that Texans love to do, no matter what. Okay. And, All right, so it should have been Texan. Yeah. Okay. And third... There's a lot of blood, guts, and gore. Yes, there is. So indeed, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I, I'm, I'm just, Ooh, I'm just saying. Hey, how did I forget that? <laughs> but yeah, yeah. So, but that's one of the things that the ads tell you. So I'm super excited to go to Texas. We're gonna find out. Um, but so then my next ad, what I do is, is I narrow it down, and I'm like, okay, so I want to hit people during this time in this demographic. This is what these people traditionally like to read based off of their profile. I do that and it, my exposure explodes and it goes and it hits that demographic and then it starts branching out from there. So by doing a broad, I know a lot of people say that it's the worst thing you can do by going broad in an ad, but for me personally, especially going through Facebook, it has helped me figure out exactly what my demographic is. Now, I have had authors and I've helped authors do this and they get upset when they find out what their demographic is, which is just mind blowing to me. Why? I get people, I, they're there. So I write young adults. So, and this author happened to write young adults as well. And they're like, I don't understand why 50 year old women like my book. It's supposed to be teenagers. And I'm like, okay, let's be realistic. Nobody is on Facebook. A teenager is not on Facebook looking up books, but you know who is that 50 year old woman. So why are you angry about this? Like what, and not to mention the odds of somebody leaving a review, it's not going to be the 15 year old. It's going to be the 50 year old because I will tell you reviews are nearly impossible to get. Yeah. And, and that, unless somebody absolutely hates your stuff and they are having a bad day and they want to go and just demolish your feelings for the day. It's, it's, it's really hard. So don't even feel down about that either. It makes it so much easier too, because even if you're writing your young adult, by the way, young adult is hitting so much more this month than romance was, or at least the last, uh, last statistics I saw, uh, yeah. I think it was over by like 12% or something like that. It was, it was, it was, a weird and who number. said the, who said the only people to read young adult are teenagers. I'm in my thirties and I read young adult. Like, here's the thing. Literally look at my shelf. Yeah. Like, I mean, this side is Terry Pratchett. Okay. This is my <laughs> Pratchett. This entire thing. It is. <laughs> um, and then over here. But like, yeah, I have every book Terry Pratchett has ever written. I think the people forget that Gen Z, Generation X, 
millennials, Gen Z, we're still in the same level of, yes, we're different ages. Obviously, there's 20 years difference in a lot of that. But we're all still trying to do the exact same thing. We're trying to go back to our childhood because adulthood sucks. It is so damn hard. It's so bad. <laughs> and it's one of the, do you know why I write young adults? Do you know how hard it is to write a book where somebody has to constantly worry about their bills? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's one of those things. It's why people like billionaire romances, because money is not an issue. Exactly. It's the reason why people like the mafia things, because who doesn't want to start their own mafia? Let's be realistic. Why Why do you think people like Isekai? Because it's starting over in a different world. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so I'm always, exactly reincarnation. Exactly. Let's do this. I, I would always bring up anime in some way, shape, or form. It's just a thing I like. But a lot of people are getting back into their childhood more. They're forgetting what other people think about them because they don't care. We're already stressed out as much. Right. We're stressed out to high heaven, anyways. It doesn't matter. But when you go to a book, it's there for escaping reality. Mm -hmm. We don't need to think about oh no i am going to go deal with bills oh no i have to deal with mm -hmm. my children please god no <laughs> no this is what i mean though it's like i don't i want to escape from that world some days okay i have two autistic yeah. children that is one of the most stressful parts of my life is dealing with that mm -hmm. because common sense is not common to someone on the spectrum there is no level of that. I gotta say, uh, <laughs> I have no common sense. Well, I have absolutely no common sense. And like, I'm starting as I get older, I am starting to realize that is not a good thing. No, no. That, yeah. No, you're a special case. You're a very special case, especially Corey's advice. <laughs> like, Corey and Daniel will definitely agree with me on that one. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Like, it's one of those things where uh, it's why I don't go anywhere by myself. That's true. Yeah. Um, because like in... It's just safer that way. It's safer for everybody that way. It really is. Or I just stick my headphones in. The, if you ever see me out somewhere and I don't answer, I probably have my headphones in. Don't tell them that because now people are going to be really looking for that now. We're trying to keep... I mean... But she's never alone. That's the thing. She's never <laughs> alone. Not. Like, it'll look like I am, but I'm not. <laughs> no, there's at least three people, like, five feet behind yeah. her looking at her waiting to see where she goes exactly um she has her own babysitters i do <laughs> but what we're saying again we're going back to this knowing your demographic and understanding it but also mm -hmm. realize that what you perceive as your demographic is never always going to be the same it's not always going to be the same 95 percent of the time and embrace it absolutely there is nothing wrong with it guys a lot of times the people that really like i said i'm right i wrote a tragic uh love story devastating super excited about it um <laughs> she loves destroying love stories <laughs> i do so it's it's the story of radnar i had got just demands to write Radnar's story. Mm. Everybody knows that it's not going to be great because he actively tries to die. Yes. Like all the time. Um, he's kind of like, I don't know if you've watched Supernatural. He's the body of the group. Oh, like yeah. he Absolutely. somehow got all of the kids, like they're not kids, but is like the father Damn. figure for everybody. And for years has been trying to die in, in this battle. And for some reason he just stays alive. So like, you know, there's something tragic there. So I wrote his story and I'm starting to get some of the arc reviews in. And it is just, 
so funny because it'll be um it gives you demographics on Booksprout, right? Mm -hmm. So it'll be like, this is who it is if they volunteer the information. So it's like, I don't know, I can't remember his name and I don't want to give his information, but it'll be like Adam, male 55, um series addict. And so it'll go through. And then the next one will be yeah. So the next one is like Ben, uh, 43 male, like all of this thing. And it's like the first five reviews I have are, are from men. And I was like, that's so weird. Yeah. I guess guys like tragic love stories, More or less. I guess. Yeah. So they go through and they're like super excited. Um, I was looking for an easy read after a hard week of work and now I'm going to therapy on Monday. And I'm like, that's, that's a good review, right? Like, <laughs> well, but, it is, but it isn't. Because but it's also one of those where I didn't write it for 50-year-old men. I wrote it for like the late teens, early 20s. And like the guys are like, oh my God, this is this is the heartbreak I was looking for. And I'm like, why were you looking for heartbreak? Like, what is going on in your life? So two questions I have for you. One, yes. is he going to therapy? because he read your book or because oh, no. of what happened to his in his life before he got your book that that's kind of one of my and then i i was talking to Corey about it and he's like don't ask just don't ask he's me. like just don't 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 you don't want the answer no. he's like you're gonna pretend you do but you don't <laughs> and i was like like okay but that's what it, that's you know i yeah. wrote this book thinking people in their late teens early 20s maybe 30s would read it and it's it's the older guys that like it. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. That doesn't mean you have to change genres. And I think that's the misconception. I have worked with some newer authors that have put out their books. Mm-hmm. And they're like, hey, I wrote this for late teens, early 20s. Or I've written this for a 30-year-old woman or whatever it is. And this is the demographic I'm hitting. I don't know what to do. And I was like, I don't understand what your problem is. And they're like, well, you know, I this is a contemporary romance and i'm like okay so who said there's an age limit on contemporary romance like and you're having these like teenagers read it like first of all they're gonna know what love what love should be like Mm. good for them they're not reading the crazy stuff and like (laughs) you your audience is always going to be bigger than what you originally intended you're gonna write a book for the stay-at-home mom and you're gonna have a guy who works 90 hours a week reading it and there's nothing wrong with that do not change your genre unless your genre is wrong in the first place. Like we said in a previous episode, don't label yourself contemporary romance if you are writing dirty, dirty, fun things. It's not going to go well. Exactly. Here's the other thing, too, is that I'm continuing with your thought on this before we get get off of here. Look at romance. Majority of the time, for generations, more or less, it was for women. It, It was all for women. And when it started mm-hmm. to get spicier, it definitely stayed with women. But through the past 20 plus years, 20, 25 years, men have started to read it to get an idea. I think men have always read it. Well, uh, it depends on what the, I, I hate to say this, like the masculinity. Uh, oh, I, I'm saying this is like you remember when you know Danielle Steele used to write her stuff and people oh, yeah. would take the dust cover off. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Hardback. yeah, I remember. And that. I'm just and like switch it out that's for true. something yeah. else. Like, I think that's kind of what it was like. Okay, well, if we're going to go there, you know, we could basically <laughs> just say Danielle <laughs> that she was, you know, 
the original version, uh, the cleaner version of porn, basically. I don't know. I see her stuff is so tame. Well, compared, but like but again, I also the time I also read Christine Feehan. Yeah, she came out at the same time. Listen, guys, go read Christine Feehan, The Dark Series. Okay. It's a fantastic series. It's what Stephanie Meyer stole for her Twilight series. Swear to God, oh, read the first two okay, books. Okay, okay, yes. time out. Okay, we are not stating this, okay? <laughs> I am not getting hate mail because of you on this right now, okay? All I'm saying is, <laughs> it's a real big coincidence. There's a lot of coincidences. Real big there's coincidence. A, there's a lot of inspirations for a lot of different authors. And we can go into That's every fun. single one of them if you want to. All right, Texas, we're going to talk about this next week. Oh, Lord, here we go. Okay. On that <laughs> note. <laughs> yes. So, in this episode, you have... Mm -hmm. Learned. We have completely covered our author brand platforms. Yes. How to make sure that we're doing it right. Yes. And how to create them. We went over accurate marketing, making sure that you are going for the people that are actually going to read your book, not just for the exposure. And we have gone through how to understand uh, your audience and how no matter who that audience is, it's amazing. Building an audience is hard. So you guys embrace it. Whoever it is. Exactly. And on our next episode, on Thursday's episode, we're going to be talking to an actual digital marketing man by the name of Manuel Rose, who wrote a book called Authenticity Marketing to Generation Z. How to Earn the Loyalty of Generation Z Through Digital Connection. Now, main reason why I wanted to bring him on was because, yes, over time, we've already talked about book marketing we did that with judy baker mm -hmm. uh back in may then a couple of weeks ago we talked to lauren erickson about her book but we also talked about book uh strategies so mm -hmm. one of the things we're going to do on this next one with emmanuel is talk about digital marketing in general and we're going to get into a couple of things on that one as well plus reiterate what we've done on this episode mm -hmm. too just getting his experience as well. So yeah. you have to set that one up. So Chels, where can they find us? All right, guys, if you want to keep following us, which I firmly believe you should, absolutely. make sure you go to Facebook and follow and join our fan page, which is Beyond the Pen fan page. Very Beyond simple. the Pen podcast fan page. Yes, a mouthful. Or go on to Instagram at Beyond the Pen podcast. Follow us on there. We share all of our videos and they air every Tuesday and Thursday at 5 a.m. You guys seem to love us on Saturdays. So when you're listening on Saturdays, make sure you leave us a comment, send us a message, do anything that you would like, and also check out our website on beyondthepenpodcast.com because we answer those and we love hearing from you guys. Absolutely. Any topics that you want us to cover, maybe something you want us to expand on, something that you don't want us to cover anymore because we talk about it too much, make sure you let us know because otherwise we won't know. Exactly. Unless it's anime. We will always talk about anime. Absolutely. Accept it. Accept it. Anime is definitely going to be something that we always talk about. <laughs> and every once in a while we'll talk about old time radio because that's a thing I love doing because it's the original uh, TV. So yeah. the original TV for your head. There you go. So until next time, my name is Maccabee. And I'm Chelsea. And this is Beyond the Pen, where we help you unleash your creativity. 
Hey folks, that's a wrap for this episode of Beyond the Pen. We hope you enjoyed listening as much as we enjoyed creating it. If you'd like to stay connected and up to date with everything Beyond the Pen, follow us on Twitter at Beyond the Pen Pod and Instagram at Beyond the Pen Podcast. For even more content and exclusive access to our guest profiles and more, make sure to visit our website at beyondthepenpodcast.com. Don't forget to join our Facebook fan page to interact with our favorite authors and fellow fans of the show. And if you want to take your Beyond the Pen experience to the next level, check out our selection of video interviews on Traverse TV's Video On Demand and Livestream. You can access these interviews through your Roku, Amazon Fire, Apple TV, Google Play, iTunes, or the Traverse TV app. So until next time, thanks again for tuning in and remember to keep writing inspiring and sharing as you go beyond the pen.